Prepare your eyes. Viewmaster with Sam Sinnott on 95BFM. Hey Sam! Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. How are you? Are you, are you staying dry out there? I am staying dry. I've been home for, you know, five days now, locked in my little room. <laughs> Mosquitoes are attacking. <laughs> Honestly, I'm feeling pretty blessed. Well, it's nice, uh, it's nice to have you here talking about a TV show that's taken the internet by storm, but I sort of don't know anything about it. The Last of Us, what is this? So The Last of Us is based on a game franchise that came out in 2014, um, which when it everyone was a buzz. Um, basically, it's like a stealth game where you travel through an apocalyptic uh, America, which has been infected by mushroom zombies called clickers, who can't see you, can only hear you. It's the game you're trying to sneak past them or take them down um, silently. Oh, okay. That was nerdy. But the storyline in the game is absolutely phenomenal, which is why it's been turned into a TV show. And I actually watched a playthrough of the game when it first came out because I was intrigued. And it was very cinematic, so it was one of those ones you could kind of just watch and like it was a movie. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of know what's going to happen in the show, so I'm a bit um, spoiled by that, but I won't one, the big crux and the big finale. Okay, good. Um, the first three episodes are out on Neon, and everyone is absolutely loving it. Why is everybody so into this? I think it's so interesting to adapt uh, a game into a TV show. I, it must have been done before, but I can't really think of any examples, but I'm sure the listeners will have some. So if you do, uh, text them into 5395. But, you know, there's, there's why... There's some absolutely horrendous video game adaptations into movies. Yes. The Mortal Kombat movies, pretty awful. Um, there's... Uh, what's that one? Resident Evil. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, oh my God! Uh, Hills, the Hills, Silent Hill. Silent Hill was a game first, I believe. Oh, that's interesting. Um, so that sort of seems to be the horror genre is really where it's at. But this, this has really hit people on an emotional level. Yeah. So so far, I think in the first three episodes that I've watched, um, there's only one really, really big zombie scene. Um, the show itself more focuses on the 20-year aftermath of a zombie outbreak um, right. and what it means to be living in that society and the quarantines um, and to deal with the loss of the life that you had and kind of the people trying to rebuild. And it's quite cool because there's a generational conflict because the main character is Joel, played by everyone's favourite daddy, Pedro Pascal. Um, <laughs> and Ali, who is played by Bella Ramsey, who is a non-binary actor, um, who is playing the titular Ellie, and Ellie will be like the main character throughout the two game franchise. Um, so Ellie's character is much kind of main focus, and Ellie has been brought up in a world where there's only ever been zombies, because um, she's only 14 in the show. Mm. So that generational conflict, um, Pedro's character dealing with loss, and character kind of dealing with wanting to explore a world and, like, explore the ruins of this new world and, like, kind of that need for some freedom, um, which is kind of refreshing when compared with uh, the character of Joel. And they basically have to travel through this destroyed world because uh, in the show, a lot of the outbreak came through just, like, mass bombings of huge cities. So it's just a big, right. overgrown, beautiful wasteland. Like, there's 
tall skyscrapers that have fallen in together and all overtaken by greenery. And it is like hauntingly beautiful. The budget way, for right? this show want... was massive. Like how oh, massive are we real. talking? Like I think it's the most money HBO's pumped into any show, and that includes Game of Thrones. Whoa, okay. Like, big budget. Wow. The one that I'm curious about is this is this all sounds really good. This all sounds really interesting. We've had a lot of texts already from people who are loving it. Someone says it's awesome. High suspense, foreboding doom. Survive, survive, survive. Plus fungus, which <laughs> could be a good quote for the for the DVD collection. Uh, but what I don't understand is why everybody's losing their mind about the most recent episode that came out, which seems oh to be like a a queer love story. What's going on there, Sam? Yes. So. um I did some digging because I wanted... Because in the game, I don't remember a queer love story um, in the first game. But I, you know, I didn't remember it. So I did a little bit of digging, and Bill and Frank, characters from the game that are kind of... Uh, you only meet one of them in the game, and it's kind of like a passing comment where Bill's character, played by Nick Offerman, says, oh, yes, uh, my uh, Frank. And so they've always been built in the game. So these games have always been inherently queer, which is really, really cool. Um, and this just focuses on like a flashback scene of uh, Murray Bartlett, who plays, who we'll all know from White Lotus, season one, as the uh, uh, hotel manager that loves butts. <laughs> is, is how I would describe him. He's really lovely, but he loves butts. Um, and Nick Offerman, who we'll all know from Parks and Rec, um, as the biggest guy in the world. And they have a really sweet and harrowing love story that kind of it's it's I was watching it last night with my friend who was also gay and we were just sobbing sobbing our eyes out because it's so well done and slow and it, it takes place over I think it's like 14 or 16 years or something oh wow and it does like time jump so you see the meeting and it is three years later and then four years later and then ten years later and it's just beautiful um, it's a reminder of like how life has to go on on these kind of events um, yeah. and kind of what you can find if you open up to it and it's just so beautifully acted and beautifully written and the fan response to this episode is um, fully fully valid and I've seen this Twitter thread going around um, that says like in light of last month's episode 3 what are some of the best episodes of TV shows that aren't finales or pilots oh. yeah I fully agree like this it's a masterpiece, and I really hope Nick or Murray win some sort of award for best supporting character actor because it was it was great. I okay. I think I'm going to have to watch this. This sounds like a very cool TV show. How many more episodes are there? I think there's seven more to come out. Um, they're all releasing weekly on Neon, um, or maybe nine. I don't know, nine or ten. Um, and if you are afraid of horror genre, this does get a bit scary and a bit spooky and a bit tense. And like, I love it, but my friend Kelsey, shout out, was watching episode <laughs> two last night before episode three. He's like, I don't think I can get through this. It's so scary. And everyone's like, no, you've got to get to episode three. And yeah. Then, um, you've got to get with so the side guys. What do you think of the, the fear? Pardon? The fear, you, you Zoe. Oh, the fear. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've I've always been a bit of a horror fan, so it doesn't really bother me. It's It's not, I don't know. It's not really like gratuitous horror, though. It's just sort of the world of the show. I think no, you'll, and it's not you'll gory, be fine, Rachel. Yeah, exactly. I, well, it sounds like a really good show. Neon, The Last of Us. Neon. Get your tissues the out for episode three. 
And maybe even episode two. It's kind of, kind of sad in episode two as well. Excellent stuff. Thank you so much, Sam. Have a lovely long weekend. Stay dry, and we will see you next week. I'm off the way. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Viewmaster. Only on 95BFM. A lot of people 